What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it. We're in a building, still currently COVID-19. Um, we haven't got Almas with us today because what's she doing? Well, she's taking a whole month off, I think. Yeah, she's she's just she's she's isolating within isolation. She's just resetting, she called it. She said, look, she's got a lot going on, so she just needs to reset and just be totally out of everything so she can just kind of an act of self-love, just recalibrate, I think. And work out what she wants to do so she's unplugging from the grid basically which i think is going to be hard for her because because she's a socialite and people probably rely on her for their mental or, health or she's just basically taking this idea and running with it oh behind she... our backs bro how can imagine if she done that I'm joking you? i'm joking that she won't be no you're, you're triggering me um, i've been robbed in the past for creative ideas Anyway, what's going on today? What we just me and you, our first episode is two. Yeah. Two so points. what episode is this technically? This is technically episode two. Well, it depends. I, I have no I've given up on the digits, bro. So I think this yeah. might be episode three. The first one's trying to work out the name of the thing. Then the second okay. one is like, yeah. what is the thing? And now we're like, ah, oh, yeah. Almas has just gone off into hiding for a second. So what yeah. can we chat about? But we kind of discussed the fact that we wanted or ideally wanted this this podcast to be super fluid so this is just a good example of us being able to to chop it up so sometimes i don't know hopefully if this all goes to plan we will have um this podcast series up and running and the format will be flexible so sometimes it could be me and you sometimes it could be me and Almas or just you guys and then maybe even just us two with guests or singular hosts with guests so um yeah i'm excited that we can even just test this out this the whole thing the whole point of doing this is actually testing phase and taking the audience with us during that journey so there is yeah. a specific complete outcome yeah yeah if that even makes sense yeah 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 well to me it makes sense to who's listening god knows but to me just to reflect back what you were saying it's like this is trial and error we we we, we have a basic idea of what this is but life might get in the way so we're just going to kind of like just go with the ebbs and flows of it and this episode where Almas isn't here is me and you chatting so yeah it's just a natural progression of potential things to come I guess sick yeah. so um to give you guys an update we <laughs> prepared highly prepared for this and just sent a text to each other yesterday on what we should discuss um, yeah. so it was either going to be uh what did I say? I said either five brown people in the industry that we admire and would love to potentially interview for this series mm. in the future, or just discussing um, a kind of side hustle project that I've got going on called the Asian Man. Mm. Why did you even want that instead of the other one, Rubes? Because I was like, it would be a really passionate conversation if Almas was involved um, on on the first oh, option, right? Like, stuff. Yeah, because I think yeah. because I I. I've, you and I, obviously as brothers, like we know each other quite well. Obviously there's been space apart where we've gone on our different journeys. So there's still a lot more to learn about each other. But I'm like, I wonder who, I think I know who you would pick. Like, or if you said names, I'll be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like I know you, that makes sense. But with Almas, I don't have a damn clue. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, all three of us will be dope together. And also well, Aaron, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and also with the Asian man, bro, it's like, I kind, of know what it is from just seeing the gram 
and I know you've been yeah. on it for a little while, but I've never really deep dived into it. And I've never really, I've got my assumptions and it might be a time to test those assumptions because I think what I learned today and what the listeners learned today, I don't know, it might inspire some other stuff. Like, I just don't know what you're trying to actually do with it. So I thought, <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know what, like, especially as a, as a, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I could just get into interview mode and just be in curious mode and, and just yeah, ask yeah, questions yeah. and not say shit, but just learn. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that actually helped me. What the fuck I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, oh shit. So wait a no, minute. So I you don't know that, what's going on. No, no. Well, I, to be honest, I think it's, I think it was good anyway, because it's been ticking along and obviously I've been um, working on a rebrand of my personal brand, my studios and other stuff. So this Asian man kind of fit into um, me just spending some time and, and aligning all my different projects. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, I think it would be good to just voice it out and then to kind of um, yeah, get your thoughts on on why I done it and where I think it's going to go. Okay, all right, cool. Can can I start the line of questioning or slash interrogation? Yeah, with, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, with like for people that have no clue, like are hearing our voices for the first time, maybe, and they're checking out our work for the first time. What what are you talking about? What is the Asian man? What what do you mean? So originally, I, I might as well just go through like the kind of inception story. Um, yeah. So I think before it even formulated into an idea or a project or a movement or whatever you want to call it, I think it it was born out of an era of frustration. So I won't give you my whole life story, but most people, if they know what I do. You know, at one point in my career, I was at Mr. Porter um, running the film department, which is a great part of my career, amazing job. Um, and during those four and a half years there, I was lucky enough to travel to Fashion Week, so doing spring, summer, autumn, winter. And again, if people aren't too familiar with that setup, it's going to, well, going. So starting off in London, then doing um, Florence, Milan, and then Paris. So you do that twice a year. What do you? What does do? Massive, what does do that shows. mean for you? So it's just it's attending it's attending the shows, yeah, essentially, um, and covering all the, the the new runway runway shows, right? And then as a as a filmmaker, my role was kind of new in that space at that time because that's around ten flipping out around ten ten years ago when I first started. Um, but yeah, kind of creating content, so going around interviewing people, doing talking heads. Um, filming the shows, filming behind the scenes, uh, behind, well, yeah, behind the scenes access of the shows, the, uh, the big designers. Um, and then also, yeah, just creating as much content during that time. So you're, mm. you're abroad for about a three week spell. Um, so anyway, that, I, I was attending that. That is like in the fashion industry, that's a huge privilege to go to the shows to you know to have seats i was lucky enough to be in front rows for a lot of this stuff and then have access to audiences designers and then eventually they start to know me by first name basis mm. anyway um as i started to attend each show so year year after year you get a little bit more experience you start to understand who is who in the industry make friends make connections um and then obviously attending all the shows there's like you know i don't know probably around 100 shows you attend during that time Wow. You see the catwalks. You yeah. see loads of catwalks, right? So people walking up and down. And this is the entire globe's fashion industry. So I'm saying like, buyers from all different department stores and niche stores and boutiques, and then editorial people from editorial, so magazine editors, and obviously it evolved into bloggers and and writers and 
and presenters, but yeah, the whole fashion press and buying team from around the world. Mm. And as I started to attend, I just realized there was no, or I think there was zero brown people. And this zero. is specifically on, on, on the runway. I'm not talking about editors and stuff. Right, right. Um, so just models. So representing. Fuck, how many yeah, years brown. were you on this circuit doing these world I've done it for four, four years. And in four years, you saw no um, brown models from your personal experience. Yeah, correct. Fuck. I think. Or that I, 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 if there was one, I definitely didn't remember, and I probably would have remembered. Yeah, if I saw definitely. One brown face. I think you would have. Um, so yeah, so that was just like a little frustration, thinking, "Shit, why isn't there this? Yeah. Represent- <laughs> this is before the represent- representation talk and all of that." <laughs> so true. Like, are we like, just are butters ugly? Do we not make the grade? Like, you know what? Everyone Bruce, in the world. Thought, I just thought from a business business perspective, it didn't make sense. I'm just like. Brown men take up at least a fifth of the world. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Or the brown people anyway, the world's population. Yeah, so why won't you leave? Even just, even if you're cynical and chucked it in as a token, like a token person just to bag some of that audience, mm. they didn't even do that. So, um, and then I started kind of deep diving into our own history and kind of journey within menswear and never really seeing or even feeling that the Asian community really embraced fashion and stuff. So it was, I was kind of just, yeah, diving into that aspect of why isn't there brown representation? Is it an intern, internal thing within our own community? Is it something wider? Mm. Um, and I then was like, okay, it will be pretty dope to just start to see if there are other brown people on the circuit doing stuff. Um, when you say circuit, you just, mean the fashion slash style industry? Yeah, or even in, just right? style or menswear or clothing, right. something, right? So um, to just see another brown person, I'll be like, okay, cool. What is that person's or that, this is specifically around menswear. So what was that dude's um, journey? And then the more I kind of spoke to them, I would realize that they had similar journeys that mirrored and reflected mine. So yeah, they felt usually that the community didn't embrace So the that same frustrations, they felt the same frustrations. They felt the fr- same frustrations, but I think I was, the entry point was more just curiosity over how they got into the industry. Right. So I was like, shit. Because I think, and this is something you can probably comment on, us growing up in East so Stratford, um, the Asian, dude and when i say the brown dude it's usually like people from like indian pakistani bangladeshi backgrounds mainly around in london Mm. we were never really seen to be as the most stylish demographic yeah not culture not at all it was the tapered shoes the gelled hair the earrings it was never really taken seriously by any sort if anything i thought we were the the worst late adopters yeah I've, I've, so, I mean, you and, and this I've, is just from our experience yeah exactly right? you like, and I have I'd had conversations see... about this and we've even made yeah. comedy parodies and everything about it I personally do believe Aaron that the Asian community from my lens yes are the yeah. final they're, they're just the most shook to try anything new <laughs> yeah yeah I, I agree and I, I usually just thought that was down to um, maybe the culture that they been brought up in to kind of conform a lot or just not take risks right, right? yeah because so, especially in menswear if you're or in fashion if you're making a statement it's changed a lot now because mm. people there's i don't know there's there's a lot more freedom but back then if you're i don't know perceived to be doing something a little bit daring the first reaction would be to take the piss um <clears throat> so yeah so kind of leaning on to that point if i saw another brown person actually being brave and doing and stepping into the menswear game and just like 
adopting or had a good sense of personal style i'd always be curious and, and make a connection and make a friend and just, yeah. um uh, speak, speak to them about their struggles yeah man. yeah yeah, yeah exactly. where did you get your self-belief um, from when did when, when when was that allowed to happen yeah um so that was where it was born out of and then i think as i'd done that i was i've always been into the idea of curation anyway so kind of like that's something that i've enjoyed um, so I was like, okay, cool. It'd be just nice to just do something that doesn't have a specific end goal or mm. end game. Um, and just kind of like start building up the community organically and just like, and again, it was all my personal opinion. It was just like, I find this dude stylish. I'm mm. going to put it up. And it originally started as a Tumblr, um, Tumblr account of just posting up, you know, stylish other brown dudes yeah. um, to put a spotlight on them. Yeah. Yeah, so that was where the idea was born, but it took a while, and it's it's. But you know what? I checked the Instagram the other day because they do these kind of like, what what you posted up two years ago, whatever. I think it's I think the Insta has been up for about three years. Wow! So it's such so 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 super slow progression, man. But I think like I've embraced the idea that it's it doesn't the numbers don't necessarily mean. Mm a huge amount it's the impact mm. that it makes on that community yeah um and now i've i kind of posted it up the other day but i said like the reason why it's, i'm starting to post up a lot more regularly now it's like when i first launched the instagram account it proves it took me about two to three hours of trolling or, Shit. Oh, that's not a right yeah. word but yeah, yeah scrolling yeah, would probably through, be a better word sc- yeah <laughs> through the net through insta through social justifying i don't know one brown person that had style or whatever um so that it was just long man to kind of curate it and Shit. i didn't have enough content to post up but now obviously that's just exploded and changed i'm finding so many different people with accounts and yeah um that are doing good stuff so yeah it's good man it, like that's obviously inspired me to kind of post up more mm. um, so it's currently to answer my initial question it's currently an instagram page right that you curate that you've created and you currently curate Correct. Right. Yeah, but I actually don't want it to just be me. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah, know? I really wanted it to be a movement, man, and to get other people to contribute. Yeah. Because for this, it's not. I've got other kind of projects, but this isn't really a financial kind of project, right? It's more kind of like for the culture, for the love, and something that I want to do. So yeah, it's like if it's- I'm taking money out of the equation, it's just an easier way to kind of manage or get people to kind of all pull together right like it's mm. more if you believe in a movement like yeah help curate and put a spotlight on it mm. um but yeah that's just been difficult <laughs> I, I don't know why but at least the following's going up so uh, yeah you know i'm hearing people enjoy yeah. stuff. so it's about a collective sense of pride and belong yeah, and, and even it. belonging in an industry that would initially not give you license to be part of it so by correct do you know what i mean yeah. so so to me it's like you're not necessarily trying to pick these 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 guys up and put them in the fashion industry. You're just saying, look, the fashion industry is bigger than what we currently see. Here's what else is going on and what organically organically happens over here with this movement or this this community happens. But you've just yeah. spotted a community that needs to come together. And do you know what, bro? That's so sick because that is that's how individualism started. For those that don't know, myself and my brother started up. Um, a men's style collective back in the day that would put on events and we'll have community activities and whatnot. And it just all grew from pain points mixed in with love of connection and difference. It's like how Indiv started off. This is the, the same thing. 
yeah to me that's yeah. how i, that's I guess this is kind of like more of a niche type of thing like version of that right mm. um but then also i think it also so one of the another or i guess like a side point to it is that or an outcome hopefully would be that the generation below us can kind of see say if they went on that account and they start to see so many brown like really kind of like inspirational stylish yeah brown dudes here like curated then all of a sudden it gives them a voice or it gives them a reason I'm like okay cool shit this is an industry that i can go in or this is like even just like a hobby or an interest that they can pursue mm-hmm. um, and they can kind of feel represented and just seeing themselves like again i'm always referring to that massive resonant talk but seeing yourself reflected in the media is such a powerful thing yeah. so this is one area of the media right like fashion <clears throat> excuse me, or menswear. So yeah, it's also to kind of inspire the next generation and make them, you know, make some strides in the industry because mm. um, yeah, it will just contribute to the culture. So I think, yeah, that's another reason. But I remember back in the day, do you remember when you were doing, you had that space um, where the old street feast used to be held? Oh, fairground, fairground. Fairground, yeah. With, with, with so remember at the one team. point, correct, yeah, at one point I actually wanted to, turn the asian man project into a little doc series so i think we did and shout outs to kish we we interviewed kish cash um, and a few other people so yeah i i wanted to explore like how they got into the industry what it meant to be as a brown person to um yeah to go against the grain and and, Mm. and to to enter this space so yeah that's something that it could evolve into but at the moment yeah it's just Essentially, it's a, it's an Instagram account that's curated, um, and yeah, it's just I guess trying to contribute yeah. to the culture. I hear you, man. Do you know what I? F- I think they're like knowing you and knowing how um, progressed, focused, and ambitious you are, and how you understand data and how important that is to drive pro like measurable progress right like i personally as your brother can understand the frustrations that you might have when this thing isn't moving how you think it should be moving considering you believe that the yeah, idea yeah. Is, <laughs> it, is, is strong and needed right but personally there's this for me personally there's something liberating about the idea that this this asian man gram or documentary series or film or community yeah, or whatever yeah. it evolves in is such a slow organic burner that happens organically through the people and it's just beautiful to just know that that's there and humming away while you're smashing some of your other work i think if you put too much focus on making this a thing it just negates its cultural organic growth if that makes sense yeah i think that's been that's been kind of liberating recently but that's something that you know that's something you better work work on and struggle with yeah like so essentially to people that know like i always kind of equate numbers or visual numbers with success and it's not like trust me i understand that that isn't a thing that isn't an end goal Hmm. but i guess naturally that's always like i don't know if it's always bombarded in your head it's it's difficult to get away from it's so funny man because i just finished a youtube book reading a book on youtube um around that so it's kind of like i always used to because i've been frustrated that yeah maybe it hasn't grown as much as I would have wanted it to grow. Mm. Um, but I had a conversation with my wife, Iman, Shit. about the internship, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. So not even an Asian man. Um, 
and yeah so previously <laughs> yeah. i'm going off on a tangent a no little no bit, no but I do go, have on, a point, go on so... it's all a part of the thread go on so yeah previously all my other work i've been lucky enough for them all to kind of hit the ground i don't know to all to all be wins right so like post post mr porter having like i don't know a huge amount of kind of success in that era of my career and recognition and all of that, so type that of as stuff. in a com- as um, in a commercial filmmaker with yeah everything that i would produce Correct. And everything I would produce under Mr. P, obviously it has this massive, huge baked in audience, but you know, you kind of attach yourself to that success, right? If you create a video and it's got loads of views and it's getting amazing feedback, then you kind of do attach yourself to that. Okay, cool. I've made this thing and it's affected this amount of people Mm. in a good way. So that's, that's kind of good feedback and, and good for the ego. And then post that stuff, I kind of worked on the, what was it? Um, the Pity Peacocks film, so that was my own film that came out, and that went viral. Then I worked on London Locks, and that hit the ground running, done really, really well. Um, and then I think the other comedy stuff that we've done, so yeah. parodies of the Mr. Porter stuff, the way I dress and stuff. So when I worked in an internship, which was the hardest thing I've ever, ever done, and it could even just be another, uh, probably needs another podcast yeah. to go through this. Yeah, yeah, as it well. does, it does. But go on, because Almas would will be great as well to kind of speak about this being a filmmaker, but. Yeah, when that kind of went online mm. and it just like, I don't know, up until today, it's only got 2,000 views and I was like, shit. And on top of it, it didn't really do well in the festival circuit. I was so thinking like, this is going to be dope. It's going to do amazing. And it got one award, which was great. But um, yeah, I'm setting it against my own standards. I kind of, for a long time, felt it was a huge failure. Wow. I was like, shit. And I kind of compared it with the amount of effort. So if I kind of like, you know, compared it, the effort I put into the other projects mm. and this, you know, the reward gain was not comparable. So I was like pretty upset. But then I was, who was I speaking? Yeah, I was speaking to Iman and she was like, look, I think this is a different type of film. So, you know, I guess you can, I have to see it as an indie film. So it's not really, you know, a lot of in films, mm. they have different cycles and some, some films can kind of be rediscovered by a whole new generation and just find its audience maybe 10, 12, yeah. I don't know, 20, 30 years later, right? right it just right. needs to hit that specific zeitgeist. So yeah. this film, I think, started to get the feedback from people of like, they wouldn't comment on it online, but I'd get like an email or something and being like, this fucking thing resonated so wow, much. People like, are fucking scared to speak their truth. So, and that's what yeah, I think and it was good fucking art. Art, yeah, I so, really believe it. It, it. Sorry, Aaron, just while this is fresh in my head, yeah, it lives on the fringes. It's like going back to Seth Gooden's teaching. I love that dude. He was like, you don't make art for the mainstream. You make it for the early adopters that want to see the truth on the fringes. And what happens after that really is out of your control. And as an artist, that's your yeah, fucking job. And it's, it's like, you put I your think, soul into this and this is what happened to it. Yeah, I think I took that, exactly, I adopted that kind of mindset of like, a film is such a such a challenging thing like from pre-production production and in post but once you've kind of given birth and released it into the world it's no longer yours yeah, like you man. kind of then release it into that yeah yeah <laughs> the wilderness of online or whatever yeah. or the culture even um so yeah i had another chat with a kind of business colleague and no, I'm not going to say his name because I don't specifically know where he's from he said he was asian background but i don't know specifically where but he was like I think he was mixed anyway, but he was like, yeah, this resonated with him so much as well. So, yeah, I think I've then realised that there's different versions of success in my head mm. um, and they can kind of affect the culture of people in different ways. Mm. So they're not less valid if something has 
less views. Um, yeah, not at If it ignites at some all. change or some fire in someone else in a different way, then that can still, you know, that still holds a lot of merit. So, yeah, I feel, I feel now that Asian Man is that kind of project mm. rather than, you know, it being uh, an account with millions of subscribers for the sake of people just following it. And yeah, I think it's it's something more meaningful mm. and more powerful. So, yeah, I'm just le- leading it to kind of grow organically, man. Yeah. Um, but again, if if there's ways of promoting it and getting it out mm. to the peoples, then yeah, you still shouldn't ignore that. So yeah, anyone listening, if there's um, if you want to shout it out or just get it out, I think what's important for me is getting it out to the people that would enjoy it. That's all that matters. Not to the most amount of people, mm. but the people that it would matter to. Yeah. And I know there's more than like a thousand two hundred, which is the current following. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see where it goes, man. Like I'm. I'm actually just enjoying that process. Yeah. Of just like that's it. Building it. I mean, we've done a lot of stuff, and this isn't just to gas us, but it's just literally a report of our life, like efforts creatively as well. Like, well, I'll speak on behalf of myself mainly. It's like when when I see something that I feel the world needs, and I intuitively feel it, and near enough know it, even before they know that it's needed, I'll just go and fucking make that because that's who I am. And I think you've done that a couple of times. Almas has done that a couple of times. And there's there's like pros and cons, right? Pros is like, oh, we know we were the first to try to start this thing off or we were quite early. And that's a great feeling to be part of that, to start that, to know that you had yeah. your, your foot in that or your finger and thumb and fist in that pie, whatever you want to bloody call it. But then on the on the other end is like, okay, you lot don't get it. Fuck, trust me, you need this or you're going you're gonna to clock later on, but you can't feel that because they don't understand yet and so like that's just part and parcel of the struggle of being an artist right and also i think this is what we just kind of landed with me aaron is that we're yeah. constantly bat- have this battle right these paradoxes which was the artist be free and say what you want to see say and then there's the businessman it's like the art and the business of art are two totally different things and if you've had success as a commercial director which is a massive focus on the business of art which i think you do so fucking well you to then step out into the vulnerable art space with no like business vehicle on it. I can understand why yeah, there'll be that's frustrations. That's been liberating though. No, yeah. that's no, no. I think, I think, yeah, no. I, I've definitely been enjoyed that it doesn't have a commercial arm to it. Mm. Um, because yeah, that's been super, super kind of liberating and free. It's just more like me questioning: Is this actually? So if it's not making money, that's fine. And it's a piece of art, yeah. that's great. But also, I guess people would like, you make art for it to be seen, right? Yeah. To affect yeah, the world. Yeah, There's yeah, no point yeah. of making a piece of art and putting it in a drawer, then yeah, you're... what's that? So I feel like yeah, you're right on that. if it's not doing that thing, then, you know, yeah, I just frustration. question, is it is it worth the time? But yeah, right. like, and I think that's a valid question. Like, I should be asking myself that. Yeah. Um, I think that's necessary, but... Yeah, rather than getting beaten up about it. So yeah. yeah, every time someone does check in and say this is dope or this is, I don't know, affecting the culture in a good way. Mm. Um, and I've made some amazing friends out of it actually, man. So like even even in that aspect. So yeah, no, it's been a good good project to pursue. And I I tell you what, I mean, I'm mindful of time. We're like nearly thirty minutes in, and we wanted to kind of cap this at thirty. So we're gonna round up in a bit. Uh, but I I like. I've, as someone that isn't 
in the fashion and style industry and as someone who actually doesn't like a lot of how the system is set up i remember when yeah. when you when you put a photo of me on there <laughs> and i remember I, <laughs> I, I commented so if anyone wants to go and see this you can see my comment underneath my picture i was like oh shit man made it on here um yeah. and that came from uh, different places within me it was like wow i've i've made it on here so i guess this, <laughs> this, this guy actually does think i'm stylish as opposed to just just all over the gaff but then another part of me was like oh i wonder how many other asian men might kind of feel like me where you'd look at this thing and think it's so beautifully curated and then you do your research on aaron ex um video uh director at mr p successful commercial director of in men's luxury style icon in his own world um <laughs> yeah. Icon, well I, I think you are but to yeah I know, people, I know right? the point you're making yeah, exactly so, and i'm yes. like this seems a bit elitist and it doesn't seem yeah, accessible yeah, yeah, yeah. for normal men like yeah. what's your thoughts around yeah. that yeah i think you know what with with fashion there's always that balance and uh, th things that i'm always questioning myself so the reason why i wanted ideally to kind of open it up to be a collaborative curated site mm. was that i'm very hyper aware that it's just one person's perspective on what's stylish Ooh. which is mine right, right? right, right. so there's there's that aspect but then also just from and this is what i've been taught working with some of the best most successful people in fashion and menswear is that you also need a point of view so like there's no point in saying okay just open it all up and everything's great because like style it, yeah it's super subjective but um it should be kind of funneled through a specific lens as well so mm. you, it's there's that crazy amount of tension in, in fashion and menswear right mm. or just in fashion anyway like um that like you need someone with an eye and a taste to understand something and and yeah, so support you know it's not yeah if you just let everyone have their say then great but then it doesn't really have a, a voice or a perspective right. so you're talking um, about like a visual communication you're communicating yeah. through aesthetics right yeah yeah exactly so i think at the moment that's the area of interest i always wanted to start from a place of interest because that's what's going to carry me through mm. the days that are going to be difficult um and i have an area of expertise in that space so that makes sense so this is the space, the small little world within this community that I want to curate and put a spotlight on. Mm. I'm not trying to talk about business or on, you know, uh, other aspects of culture. Um, so that's where I feel I have some a valid point of view. Mm. Um, but yeah, also I do I do feel the value in, in having other people, and that's what I really really wanted other people to kind of help. But then I think yeah, at the end of the day, it's important to still be able to to have a tone and a style to it. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, but you know what? It was actually another point. Actually, you reminded me because this this thing is an education as well. So I, I posted up um, someone I won't mention their name um, recently, and they messaged back like super politely and stuff. And they're like, normally <laughs> on every 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 post, right. no, every post I put up, and I'd, I'd kind of like tag the photographers whoever's kind of contributed to that photo, mm. and I put it up in a story saying, you know, Mister This or Mister Ruben Christian Weber. And this person replied back to me and goes, oh, I don't like to be referred to as Mr. Um, oh, so there's yeah. a gender it, query. Correct, yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That, We're that all never learning here, man. We're all learning. Yeah, that never would have been something that I would have thought about. So 
um, yeah, it's not even he, is it? It's they. They yeah. were really polite about it. Yeah. Um, so I took it down. But yeah, again, that's that's a great example of me being like educated, but in a good way. So this kind of yeah. project kind of opening me up to um, areas of culture and life that I'm not normally exposed oh, to. I don't normally. Bro. That's not the way that I normally think. Um, that is so that was a yeah it was a good that was a good educational point man yeah and that's where i think this 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 thing can grow right like i think i'm really never about the cancel culture i fucking hate that shit like like i don't know you make one mistake and then you just get fucking vilified and there's no ability to grow mm. um so yeah i kind of took that point on board and i was like really really happy i got you know educated Mm. in a good way because that you know moving forward now like that's my default way of thinking like it's been i don't know it's like a an experience point for me in terms of like now how i see the world mm. um, in, in in a good way so yeah man I, like i'm just enjoying like i said i'm enjoying i'm enjoying where this kind of project's leading and i'm kind of keeping it open um but yeah the important thing is to keep chipping away and keep keep it moving i think the momentum of this thing mm. is important so Sick, bro. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's like thirty minutes. Our times uh, yeah. kind of. Should I actually there. promote the site so people know? Yeah, where I was gonna say, yeah, bro. I was just gonna <laughs> play interviewer, I guess. Like, yeah, what's what's the website? What's what's the Instagram? What's the best way to find out about this? And if anyone so wants that, to get involved, how do they approach you, or who do they approach? Yeah, so at the moment it is just only an Instagram. So it's the Asian Man underscore. So T H E A S I A N M A N underscore. Um, yeah, just DM, just DM the site, man. And um, even if you just want to get involved in like a bit more of a hands-off way, um, just send us um, like post suggestions. So if you've got someone that you think will be and dope to be posted, just up, DM you the link, up. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send them over, man. Because I'm always kind of like just um, building an archive of images. Yeah. Um, and to those that haven't been featured, it's not. Um, I've just got a backlog of stuff, so yeah. um, I need to spread everything out, man. Yeah, so. do you know, I was his brother. I didn't get featured till about a year in, maybe? 100 pictures in or something? I didn't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many are we on? We're only on 181 posts, though, bro. Are we? I'm saying yeah, we, you know, a man's trying to get involved. Is it? Yeah, what we did. <laughs> yeah, this is your project. Like, uh, I'm trying to see where I am. Anyway, this is just my ego kicking in. All right, so so that's 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 so the Asian man underscore on the gram at the moment. Yeah. Okay, one, sick. Man. All right, cool. It's been. I mean, let's just end it there. I guess it's been dope chatting. I think we should both like bombard Almas from different areas. Like you hit her up on the phone, I'll ring her, just ruin her peace. Just <laughs> bugger. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> bugger. All right, bro. Uh, well, peace uh, out. Thank you very much for listening, people. If you want to stay up to date with our podcast, please find us on Instagram. The handle is at what is this behavior podcast. Again, on Instagram, it's at what is this behavior podcast. We'll be updating our movements from there until further notice. Thank you. Peace. What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it.